Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Ms. B, Positive Ms. B, right here on Brunch with Ms. B. I am excited to be able to come to you with yet another episode uh, going live. That's right. We are on uh, a lot of different platforms, and I'm blessed to have not one, but two guests with me today. Again, um, I've had some technical difficulties, but for right now, we're moving forward with a wonderful show. Uh, Gene Mason is joining with me. I'm going to let him start off with a musical selection, and I'll be right back. Um, uh, Gene is going to be joining me either live or in person every Sunday. So thank you, Gene. Take it over. Hey, Jim. You there? Hello, hello. Oh, my goodness. What was that called, Jean? Uh, that was called uh, <laughs> I got Riches and Rags. Rags to Riches. I'm sorry. Rags to Riches. All right, everybody. That's Gene Mason. He uh, contributes to each one of my shows, either live or in person. He also created the music for both of my shows. This, The Brunch with Ms. B, as well as, uh, I forget the other show. Oh, Preach the Word Network. <laughs> uh, Gene, tell them a little bit about you before we introduce my special, special guest, another son. Don't get jealous. I got more than one. Um, Real True Porter be coming to join me. But tell them a little bit about you because it's important important that everyone knows who you are since you will be joining me either live or pre-recorded as well as offering commentary on the show so just tell them a little bit about you okay uh just a little bit about me i'm gene mason uh, my wife and i shannon b mason uh we also do still our rise a a benefit nonprofit organization for men who uh, we teach love after abuse. Uh, we have 12 children and, and we are tired. 
<laughs> but for the most part, that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, Gene A. Mason, you can uh, 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 Spotify, Amazon, a book called uh, album called Turn Right at the Moon, and an album called Still I Rise, and that. All right, everybody. Gene will be back a couple more times during this episode. But Gene, thank you so much. I'm going to let Real True come on, and I'll be back with you shortly. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, look at here, look at here, look at here, all the way from Richmond. Hey, hey, hey. Wow, then again, I don't know, you travel so much. Welcome, real true poet, AK, I'm gonna say AKA Sudan Anu. How are thank you? you? Thank you, thank you, I'm doing fine, how about you? Oh man, let me tell you, I, I had some some moments right before, but I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm still smiling. Everybody, this is real true poet. Um, I met him when I was uh, engaged in some other activities on the internet and I actually interviewed him and I went to some of his other events while um, I was engaged in those events right there in Richmond, Virginia. A real true poet, I know you have an extensive resume, but I personally like to thank you for taking this time to join us, but not everybody knows who you are, shame on them. If you could do an introduction that you would like the listeners and viewers to know about you. I mean, well, I'm just an advocate for the people, man. A person that's been through a lot in his life. And, uh, you know, I believe that words has the power to um, bring people to a better stage or a better understanding of themselves uh, just by taking the time and just to analyze, you know, all of the things that we deem um, to be uh, things that uh, have us in a place of not feeling worthy or wanted. So um, I began writing at a young age. Uh, had a few ups and downs over the years, man, and I um, ended up in Richmond um, where I just decided to really, really focus on striving to bring a change um, through the disenfranchise of all um, communities. Well, it took me a while to come back because I was expecting a little bit more. So let me just do what I do. Let me interview you and pull these answers out. How about that? Okay, okay. <laughs> That's all right. Let me tell you, true. I understand. We're both tired, and you have an extensive schedule. You're a family man. You're an entrepreneur. You're a community activist, a DJ. You have a lot going on, so I can understand. Um, let's move right into the interview. So you started writing poetry at a very young age. What would you say um, was the catalyst for that writing? Oh, my environment. You know, I grew up in a very poor environment. Being from Tidewater, Virginia, so uh, which is one of those things where I just, you know, focused on capturing the the real essence of our environment. So it started off like that as a child. So it started out like that as a child. You're a full grown man now. What do you think is the inspiration that keeps you going writing these poets poetry? It's the, I mean, it's still it's the human interaction. It, that that is, you know. You know, a lot of times we grow up and people don't want to really display who they really are. Um, we live in a world where, uh, you know, your your representative is always representing you, but people really don't know who you really are. They don't know what you're going through. I know we heard all of these situations all the time. Man, I didn't know they was going through that. We never do because we never really let people know how we feel. How would you describe your style of writing? Um... Uh, I say hieroglyphics, you know, you know, it, you know, one picture in hieroglyphics can mean life, but it also can mean death. Um, so I try to reflect what I see. I don't know what the description could be for that, but I reflect what I can see. Oh, I guess I'm an empathizer. You know, when I asked you that question years ago, you said the same thing. <laughs> don't put mm. you in no box. You just know you like to write and it's from the heart. So I can mm. I definitely understand that. Um, where we are now in society is no surprise. You and I have talked about how we feel about spiritual things, not necessarily mm. religion and denomination. Would you say um, personally that you feel that your poetry has a spiritual overtone? Somewhat, yes, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. All right. So when we say spiritual, we're not talking about denominations and religion. We talk about from the heart, the soul, capturing yeah. our environment. Um, and that's what I like to do on all of my interviews is capture the soul 
and the spirit of the people that I'm talking to. So Real True Poet hails from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, he is involved in a lot of things. And one of the things that I want to touch on before we move into our topic is his involvement in the community. Uh, True, um, you have told me about your involvement with the homeless. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Oh, um, yeah, it started off a couple of years ago. Well, it's been more than a couple of years now. Um, you know, I, I just got tired of riding past people that, you know, laying and wherever they can lay at, you know, and I can't save the world, but I knew that um, what it felt like when I was homeless to, you know, lay down and not have a meal, at least for, you know, to carry me through the night. So um, I started an organization called Vocal Vibration. The premise not only um, to provide a stage for local artists, but also um, use that influence to convince local artists to help us um, help in the homeless community by passing out a hot meal every night for the last 14 years. If someone wanted to um, support you or help you, how would they go about doing that? Join you on the corner or tell them how they can get in contact with you to help? Uh, well, my social media, as far as Instagram, is one poet, real true poet, all spelled out one word. And um, Facebook is under my government name, which is Sudan, a new Sudan is spelled S-U-D-A-N. And my last name is A-U-N-U. And if you just Google Real True Poet, that would definitely <laughs> connect you to everything that I have going on. You mentioned vocal vibrations. Um, now, I, 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 got, I got a blue pill moment. Are we still doing vocal vibrations or is it another name? Tell us a little bit about the, the poetic organization that you're connected with. Oh, well, originally it was uh, Lyricist Lab. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, me and the business partner, uh, we chose to split ways, not in a negative way, but just because we had two uh, different ideas and where we wanted to um, take the company. You know, I'm very um, intensely into making sure we have some type of connection with the disenfranchised in the community. So, you know, we changed the name from Lyricist Lab to Vocal Vibration, because like I said previously earlier, I believe that the voice you know, has the power to bring life into people if spoken correctly. You know, um, when you say bring life into the people, your vocal vibrations has been around for a while and you do spoken word appearances on location. How does someone get in contact with you to be a part of vocal vibrations? Or are you accepting new membership? Uh, I mean, it's a movement. You know, I, I would say just come to one of the events to talk to me or um, you can hit me on any of my social medias to uh, where we can start a conversation. Um, if you're interested in being a member or helping with any of the um, the events that is associated with vocal vibration. Um, yeah, we welcome. We got welcoming arms for that for anybody that wants to come through. And you you don't just stay local in uh, Virginia. How what's no. the farthest you've traveled? Um, the furthest, um, Miami, Florida, um, Miami, uh, Atlanta, New York, DC, Maryland. And in our personal conversations, I'm, I'm smiling because I was impressed. Who are some of the people that you have met while doing your, um, poetry, some famous contributors to the poetic community? Um, Tamika Harper is number one on there. Her stage name is Georgia Me. Um, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal human being. Um, before she's a poet, uh, she's held, she hails out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Salam AC is probably the sole reason that I am a spoken word artist, only because I once I saw his commercial on BET um, about ten years ago, I was able to define what I was doing. Cause I didn't have a name for it until I actually saw his commercial, Queen Sheba. Um, the list can go on and on <laughs> as far as the the, the A-list celebrities. Um, I think one that had uh, the the most soulful impact has been Sonny Patterson. I mean, and I'm probably throwing names out here that people are definitely not uh, associated with, but if you are. Uh, you, you know, we're going to say not necessarily because once we promoted that you were coming on the show, I'm sure some of the people are chiming in just because of your name, the real true poet. So 
If not, look up some of these names because let me tell you, they are some people that you would be surprised of their contribution, not just to poetry, but to communities at large because they're very well versed in the topics that they speak on and they have other things going on other than uh, poetry. Now, um, we're gonna go to a break, but before we move forward, is there a difference between spoken word and poetry? I mean, spoken word is just the the actual um, physical presentation of somebody's poetry. I I, I mean, I, I believe that's the just the main difference. It's just that we're actually performing um, what we wrote in our books or you know what we write in our chapter. So I mean, I really don't see any difference between spoken word and just poetry in the book. It's just that we are actually animating words in front of an audience. Do you have an any written um, publications of your work? Uh, I don't have any books out. Uh, my work has been published in um, newspapers, uh, uh, you know, chat books and stuff. Or when I do interviews like this, usually um, my work eventually get uh, posted, you know. Eventually. Well, you because mm -hmm. I'm awfully proud of you. I'm going to take a little short break and we'll be right back. Get you some water. I'll be right back. This is my daily medical journal you can find on Amazon. Inside, you can track your blood pressure. You can uh, also track your vitamins and supplements. And there's a calendar to know when to take your medicine and if you have any doctor's appointments. Also, there are blank pages for any notes you need to take. All right, everybody. I just took a short break. I am so excited to take that break. That is my daughter, Janice Bianca. She's a stage four cancer survivor who just recently published her first book. And as you can see, it is a medical journal. It was inspired by all the things that she encountered uh, with trying to keep up with doctors and medicines and treatments and side effects and all of such things. But I'm very proud of her. If you go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Janice Bianca, it'll lead you to her link at anything that you buy either from her storefront or just your personal choice she'll get credit for but please look up the book on amazon uh it's by janice bianca a medical journal and any contributions that you make uh, i would be so right now gene mason is back with us before we bring my guests back on gene um you are a published author as well as a musician you got a lot of stuff going on um do you have any experience in poetry at all? Uh, actually, uh, yes, ma'am, I do. And it's in poetry is something that I picked up at an early age. I don't know where from. Uh, it was very meaningful at the time, and it helped me through a lot of uh, experience trauma. And I began to do it, and I, I had not touched poetry in and It just so happens that when I was writing this book, uh, the thought and to uh, say what I was feeling in poetry came about. You get a chance that I have uh, 12 different poems at the beginning of each chapter. Awesome, awesome. I brought my guest back on Real Tree Poet. Thank you so much, uh, Sudan Anu from Richmond, Virginia, for joining me to talk about not only your talents and gifts and your contributions to the community, but the two of you have something in common. As a matter of fact, uh, the men that I interview all have issues, either something they are experiencing, have experienced, or are just setting out to give others the opportunity to have some support and encouragement during the issues that they may have. Both of you have experienced some traumatic um, events in your life, and uh, I was blessed to have already interviewed Gene to talk about some of his experiences. So right now, um, True, what we want to talk about today, and you let me know how far I can go with these questions. What we want to talk about today is PTSD. 
so many men um, are going through some traumatic events. Gene experienced um, some things, but a lot of people attribute PTSD to just something that's wartime, but that's not true. Uh, anything that someone has experienced, especially childhood, um, and not just childhood, but uh, dealing with loss of life or uh, physical, um, Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, it's really hard. PTSD is really hard. So uh, yeah. you have been very open with your experiences um, on your Facebook posts and other interviews and writings and whatever. But as a man who has con um, confronted your situation and identified it as PTSD, uh, give us your, I'm guess your, your experience with overcoming it. You don't have to go into the details of why you feel you have it, but how are you handling it? It's one day at a time for me, and I know that's a cliche statement. Um, you know, you never get rid of the pictures, you know, of what, you know, originally triggered you to be in that position. So it's just the constant management and appreciating uh, the journey, understanding that, uh, you know, it's the in-between process of being born, you know, and, by, and being laid to rest. It's that, that portion in the middle is what you should always focus on. You know, and I think when we do get in the stage where we are trauma and get into uh, the diagnosis of being, having PTSD, um, a lot we always focus on end, you know, or what we could have did prior to, you know, being traumatized. And it's like nothing we can do. All I do is just, you know, just keep giving my stuff encouragement. It gets hard. Were you clinically diagnosed or you just knew something was wrong and you just say, I'm, I'm traumatized? Um, my incarceration was, you know, it made it clear that I was traumatized. So I didn't need a doctor. I, didn't, I had to learn how to cope with it. Again, you, you've not been secretive about any of your experiences. Um, oh, out of all of them, which would you consider to, to be the real catalyst for your, your emotional um, discomfort? Yeah, I'm losing a lot of uh, close family members, close homeboys. Um, you know, when I was out there in a the lifestyle that I'm not proud of, but, uh, you know, loss of life is common when you're out there in the streets. And one incident that triggered me was my cousin uh, playing Russian roulette with himself and killing himself. Yeah, when we were supposed to be in the school. A lot of men, well, not, I'm just not going to say men, but I am focused on men. In case you're just joining me or have never watched me before, uh, Brush with Miss B uh, is a tribute to Chris Allen. Chris Allen was with me for many years, and um, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we came on together and he had a show called Issues of Men. And he used himself a lot as an example for the topics that he discussed, but he also brought on guests. And in honor of him, I wanted to contribute to that by bringing on other men with issues to help others go through what they're going through. Now, True, you mentioned the loss of loved ones um, really was traumatic, but you also mentioned being incarcerated. A lot of people are returning back into society, looking forward to returning to society or will never return to society. And they are experiencing those thoughts, those memories. Um, one of the things that we've talked about on previous episodes is one, men not willing to go for help and two, where can they find it? Are you currently um, under any type of professional treatment or are you just taking it one day at a time? Well, I take it one day at a time and I um, attach myself to people um, that I know care. That care about what goes on. Have you ever been in therapy other than while you were incarcerated? Um, yeah, I, I, um, I have had meetings with a therapist. I haven't had one in a while, but I do have meetings when I feel like I need to have one. I definitely will reach out to a therapist. 
what about those men out there like yourself who either have not gone or hesitant to go? Is there any encouragement you can offer them to not necessarily do it your way, but maybe seek help? I mean, I would say definitely, you know, because the, one of the main issues is just being able to, you know, tell somebody how you feel without judgment. It's very hard in this society. Especially for men, because mm. a lot of men have the attitude, I got this, or I'm not going to punk out, or um, there ain't nobody's business what I'm going through. I mean, there's a lot of things that men um, will subject themselves to, I'm not going to say unnecessarily, but subject themselves to without help because of the mindset. Yeah, that's um, what we taught. That's what men are taught. You know, you're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to show emotions. Um, toughen it up, and even women that later on want their their male child to open up, you are the reasons why they close now, because you you help advocate that type of man that mindset. You know, men are we are like we have to be strong no matter what. And let me tell you, you're human just like everybody else. You have emotions mm -hmm. just like everybody else, and the expectations um, for a man, especially a child can carry on through adulthood. As a child, you said that you came from a not so comfortable environment, I'll put it that way. Um, what was it like as a child and how did you handle all of those difficult situations? I mean, I, I got different stages of my childhood, but the, the, the traumatic part, you know, happened was uh, crack cocaine was introduced. Uh, I ain't even gonna just say the black community, but was released into the communities of the Americas. Uh, it, it created an atmosphere, you know, that not only was not good for black men, was not good for black women, was not good for poor white people. Um, so it, it generationally messed up a group of people that um, was just on the bottom scale of, as far as monetary. It was very hard. It was very hard. It destroyed my entire family. So many people, like you said, it's not gender specific, are a part of that substance abuse culture. I'll say that. Now, um, where you are now as an advocate for the community, um, you have your poetry going on. Um, you're very visible. Mm. In that culture, do you see substance abuse still being prevalent or are people shying away from it and just focusing on positive things? I mean, I, I believe substance abuse will always be a part of um, all levels of society at, 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 to a certain level, whether it's <clears throat> some type of alcoholism. I mean, the world is definitely an advocate for, you know, Cannabis now, you know, people are addicted to all type of medicines. Everybody's trying to find a way to cope uh, with their demons. So it's still prevalent. So let's get back to that. We're talking about PTSD. And I said, you know, the, only the details that you want to reveal will be revealed. But um, you got a lot of people looking at you and this video is going to be out there infinitely. Um, right. As far as PTSD is concerned, for men who do not think that they have anything going on, what are some of the symptoms that are prevalent and they may not realize that that's them? Uh, um, unwarranted anger when the situations are, you know, something minor. Um, you know, I can give an example. I mean, I'm just using me as a catalyst. Uh, I was rushing out for an event, you know, real emotional because, you know, I hate being late. And, uh, you know, I cook my own food, driving in the truck, so the food slides off and falls on the floor. And it's all out blown out tears. I, like, pull over to the side of the road in South Side Richmond, and I'm literally having a meltdown. All right, and it's... It is those moments that, you know, you know you need help. You know, something as little as that. You know, so when you're having those moments, you're definitely need help. 
you have to talk to somebody. And I was thankful I was able to call my wife, uh, talk to her immediately. And she talked me off the ledge and I was able to get myself together and then go on about my night. Uh, I have those episodes constantly. And you have to have somebody in your corner. Yeah. And your transparency is appreciated because there's so many men who have those outbursts and really don't know what's wrong with them. Like, what's wrong with me? Why, why can't I get myself together? Or yeah. they blame themselves for everything that does not go the way that they should. It's not necessarily wrong, but they they blame themselves. Have you That's PTSD at its, at, at its finest. We're constantly, gonna... we're going to take it on. It's our fault. You know, you did this. It's, it's my fault. You know, you went around and did that. It's still my fault because I should have been a better uh, provider, a better, I should have been listening more. So even if it's a person's fault, it's still my fault. That's classic PTSD. Mm -hmm. You know, again, this is not just for me. I'm focusing on men right now, but men, if you're listening. Um, Real True Poet has been very transparent about his experiences as a child and as an adult. Mm. Uh, as we are into 2023 in your life, you and I, again, have talked about a lot of things, but one of the things is our spiritual beliefs. How has your spiritual growth helped you to cope, or is it helping? Uh, it's, the one, it's the one reason I'm still in this work. Is that that's that one factor that I lean on? Is the reason why I'm still here physically. So that understanding of how I came into it is what kept me here. Is what led me to leave out of walk out of prison. Spiritually, spiritually speaking, um, I heard you say I'm still here. For clarification, does that mean you have thought about suicide or you just? Yeah, I attempted suicide when I was uh, 10 years old. Well, I, I, was... hang, I try to hang myself. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't stop reliving that moment. You know, you know how people be like, man, I can remember that like it was yesterday. I remember it like it was yesterday. When I ask you how do you feel about that moment, um, do you want to continue to live? Do you wish you had succeeded? No. Um, I know it was something bigger in the works for me. You know, in my infant thinking at that time, you know, we think we, especially black men, you know, black children, black boys, you know, because of we are taught that you know, at a certain point, you, you're the man of the household, you're this when you're really not. It's just something, you know, our parents say and make you feel good and make you feel, give you a little sense of responsibility. Um, I think it's one of the most hurtful things we can do. Suicide is prevalent. Regardless, male, female, young, old. As far as who you are spiritually now, do you have a better appreciation for life or is living and the difficulties that come along with it more powerful? No, I definitely want to live. Um, I, yeah, I think in one of my new poems, I'm like, I, I'm truly selfish at this moment because, you know, I want to be here forever. So that little boy that tried to hang himself, even though it's a memory, you have no desire to relive that. No, because no, because um, I had a fifteen-year-old son that did kill himself in that man. So, like I said, True has experienced a lot of things that some of us can't even imagine, and he's covered a couple of them. In case you are listening intently. Um, incarceration, loss of loved ones, suicide of a son, depression, PTSD. The list goes on, but yet as 
Gene says, Still I Rise. Mm. He wrote a book and um, we talked about it on his interview, but Still I Rise, you can find it. But one of the things that we as humans need to try to remember, it happened, but Still I Rise. Mm. And True said earlier, it's a daily struggle. It's not something that every now and then, but it's a daily struggle between the thoughts and the anger and um, blaming himself, you know. When you talk about being a family man, you have two wonderful children, they're cute as a button, and you're married, of course. How do you think you are impacting your children when you have your episodes? Um, my children has never seen me have an episode. I try, I strive to. Uh, that's one of the things I strive to keep, you know, away because I know a lot of what I went through with my mom, it traumatized. So you know, I vowed when I became a parent or a parent that was present uh, because I was a parent prior to uh, my incarceration as well, but a parent that is present with the children. You know, I, I just don't want them to see it. Uh, they have seen me argue with them, but you know, they haven't seen the PTSD. They have seen the depression. Uh, you know, not wanting to be around anybody, not wanting to talk. Uh, I have to have my own space in my own house. I mean, a place where I can go and do nothing. It's strange to them, so I might have to take that statement back. They have seen the depression side. They haven't seen the, the episodes, the you know, the all-out crying for no reason. I mean, I'm a self-proclaimed crybaby. I promise you, you come to one of my events and for featuring, you will leave crying because I'm open. Um, that's open healing to be able to cry. And I'm okay. I don't care if anybody want to tease me about it. Joke me about it on social media. I welcome it all. Be sure to tag me in it when you're doing it. <laughs> That's why they call you real. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, you know, and I'm tired this morning. Hmm. I'm sorry. Would you like to talk about it? Even in my pain, <clears throat> I still be wanting to save people. Yes, you do. Yeah. We was out at 6 o'clock in the morning helping a friend that was in this room. I have not been this And you didn't cancel the interview? No. No, you know. You know, and there's, you know, a lot more training with the police, with the, uh, the emergency responders. They really need to be trained better. Oh, so we, <laughs> go ahead, son. Because when people say a wellness check, we need you to treat it the same as a human. All right, everybody, we're going to give you a chance to regroup. And as you can see, he has a lot of compassion for others. And as I told you, he is very active in the community. And when it comes time to step up, he will step up. I've been knowing him for many years. This man has been over to cut my grass. This man has given me money when he was down to his last. This man has done a lot for me personally. So I'm not just talking about uh, what I heard about him or just making up things. He is a man of compassion. And even though the experiences that he has shared with me are unimaginable, including losing a son to suicide, but he's lost more than one child. Um, there's a lot going on with a lot of you. Men hold in a lot. And to see him be real with his emotions on live TV, 
uh, that goes to show you that he is real. And some of you need to understand that there's nothing wrong with being real. And for those who don't understand the realness of a man experiencing emotions, then they're the ones with the issues, not you. We have been talking about many different topics since I started this show. PTSD is the topic today. My guest is Sudan Anu. I'm going to ask Gene to play maybe a one or two minute song to allow uh, Real to calm down, get water, and me to do the same because I love him and I'm about ready to join him in, in the tears. <laughs> so I'm going to bring Gene back on. Gene, are you there? Yes, ma'am. One or two minutes of genius, okay? To you, man. Your inspiration. So. Gene, I know you have not met uh, Real True, but um, I know as a man, it had to impact you seeing him being so transparent. How do you feel about his testimony so far? Oh, listen, I am. Uh, I actually had a breakdown last night at my daughter's. A friend of mine called and was talking about uh, um, uh, being a uh, father being re reunited with his and, and it struck a chord with me. Uh, I have a daughter, maybe 12 years, and uh, started crying uncontrollably in public. And as embarrassing as it was to think what others thought, it was a, 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 a good minute or two that I just did, didn't care. I miss my daughters. And uh, it's tough. So I, I, unfortunately, I can understand and I, I can relate. Um, I just ask that God to heal heal the brokenhearted man, just heal us. Crying is a, is a very good option that we have. It beats actions and, and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, my high, I sympathize with them and uh, I totally understand, totally get it. And all I can say is God help us. You know, um... I thank you for saying that because so many people will sit back and say, oh, what's wrong with him? Oh, I can't believe he did that. But you know what? If they had that much strength to do that, then they would be supporting you instead of criticizing. It takes a weak person to criticize strength. 
Crying is not weakness. It's pain leaving your body. It's confronting and conquering. I put True back on, but I'm not able to see him. True, can you hear me? Oh, there he um, is. I can hear you. Can you hear me? And I can see you, son. But um, what I was saying was that it took a lot of strength to do what you did. And some people may look at it as weakness, but it's not. It takes no. to confront and conquer and to be able to be transparent. So congratulations for, for doing that and on my show. Oh, man. isn't it? I, I'm very transparent, you know, and, and, and I know people be like, oh, my God, you know, he cried in an interview. Um, I really don't care because um, that is my genuine emotions, my genuine feelings. I say too often we are always allowing the imposters to represent us when people need to meet the real us. You know, simple and plain. Um, I'm a person that is, I put uh, people before me. So that's what kept me out uh, at six o'clock in the morning because I wanted to make sure my friend was okay. Even though I'm not okay. You know, and her, her event triggered us. You know, but... We were able to get the people to open her door and she was safe and then we were able to come on. I'm trying to see the best visibility, but I cut you off when I used that. So I'm gonna go back to how about that? I like that one. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't see it. So I'm because I am so not technical. Um and I'm scared to touch something. I don't know. <laughs> Long as long as you can see me, I can't see myself, but I can. I'm, I'm fine with. All right, baby, I got you. We got you, don't we, Gene? Um, look at we maybe got about ten more minutes, but Gene, um, again, I don't want to label you as my co-host, but you're my buddy, my pal, my son. You're my everything on this show. One, one, one Sunday, uh, every week. But Gene, um, I know a little something, something about you. And I know a lot of something, something about real. But Gene, would you give him a word of encouragement? Um, for he has experienced a lot, and so have you. But could you give him a word of encouragement right now at his vulnerable time? Absolutely. Your nickname ain't true for 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 no reason. Listen, God truth, and God uses people of truth. And surely I can the glory and the presence of God in and through your life. The pain and the suffering, God is definitely using you. And is up on you and, and through you. So I want, man, you got a, a lot to smile about. In fact, that God is using you is a, is awesome. There's definitely rich people and God ain't even using them. They bowels is shut up. And you, you sir, you've opened up your hand, you've opened up your, your heart, you've opened up your love. And man, I'm going to tell you, the Bible declares that uh, he who lends to the Lord Man, you gotta, you gotta help. I suggest you ask. I suggest you ask, ask the Lord for that. Mm. He's a man. You got more than you got than you know. Store it up. Don't ask. The fact that you hey. opened your heart and your home and your, your, come on, man. you you. Those are great men. Those are great. Lead your family, but you lead others. Those are great men, and you, sir, great man. Hallelujah! Thank I you. from one son to another. True, I just want to tell you, um, as I said, I'm not blowing smoke. And the reason why I asked Gene to give you a word of encouragement because from man to man, that's very important to me, but from son to son is even more important because I love you both. Um, but I want to take this time to commend both of you. I'm fighting back tears because even though you've experienced different things, the heartache and the pain is unimaginable. And for both of you to call me mom, I don't take that lightly because I call you son and I don't take that lightly. And to see him be transparent like that, Gene, um, I couldn't do that without crying. So thank you for doing that. 
But as we come to a close to all of the listeners and viewers, we're live on Roku, we're live on Fire, we're live on so many things. But I want you to understand that these two men are very transparent and they want to encourage all of you out there, male or female. You can't confront, then you can't conquer. If you don't conquer, what you're not confronting controls you. What you're allowed to control you impedes your destiny. Your destiny was preordained. We all have a purpose, we all have a ministry. Whether you believe in the universe, the ancestors, Jehovah God, our Father, or rock, your beliefs are your beliefs, but let your beliefs take you where it needs to take you. And that's out of bondage, out of bondage. And the other thing I wanna say is for me personally, because yes, I have my own things, but the mind is the battlefield. The mind controls your emotions. Your emotions dictate your behavior. Your behavior creates consequences and the consequences have circumstances that you don't want to deal with. Start controlling your thoughts because your thoughts are not just yours. Our human enemy is Satan and that's the spiritual realm. It does not need your permission to believe in it. All it needs is you, for to, you to exist and not to recognize its attack on you. And once its attack on you is not recognized, that it has free will. Those thoughts encourage you to do the things that you don't want to do. The things that you want to do, you can't seem to accomplish. It all starts with your thoughts. Take control of your thoughts and say, no, sir, buddy, not today. I'm not believing in it. I'm not walking in that direction. So true, as you tell me about you being out all night, helping someone in distress, even though you haven't had rest, you gave your mom your word that you would be on this podcast podcast, broadcast, TV show, whatever. And you kept that. And I could tell that you were tired. We didn't talk about you being a G DJ and a public speaker and, you know, out <laughs> the youth. We, you I mean, you really have a lot going on. I thought it was something like that, but I'm not surprised that you stayed up all night helping someone. And I did not expect it to be um, that um, serious, but knowing you, yes, I do. So as we come to a close, I would like you to take this time um, if you would like to express it um, through a uh, spoken word, that's fine. But give a word of encouragement because I know you can spontaneously speak. So if you would like to do that, I'd appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I would say just just take those moments um, and just to pick it back off of what you were saying, just uh, take those moments to, you know, you know, analyze the voice within so that the voice um, will help control the voice without and be able to uh, connect yourself with yourself. Don't be afraid of that. And don't be afraid to be able to tell your truth in a way um, that can be digestible for people that has no understanding of how to link or move in an atmosphere that was not created for them to prosper. We prosper. But if we listen to the whispers of the great I am, we will understand that I am all that I need in a world that tells me I have no value or I have no way to move forward. We move forward because we have to, not because we want to, because we have to. There's a generation that we are preparing for the world to see. And the fact that they get to see the glory in the eyes of those that have loved them since the day that they were brought into existence, pulled out of the womb of their pain, out of the womb of their pain, that womb, out of the wounds of their pain, we still survive. And you should live on that. You still survived another day, even when you thought you would. <laughs> Jean, you can keep playing. Um, you know, when I started out Real True was one of the first ones that joined me on my podcast networks. He used to come on once a week and I enjoyed listening and I still do. What I want to leave you with everyone is this. We all have a ministry. Whether you recognize it or not, you all have something to say. You have value. You were created for a purpose on purpose. And regardless of the experiences of myself, Gene, real, or anyone, everything happens to either 
be a lesson or blessing or both. If it's a lesson, it's a blessing in disguise. And whether you recognize it or not, how you respond to it determines your victory. And I'm praying right now. I'm not one of those who can write out a prayer. I'm not one of those who just coop and holler. I just say what I have to say. So my prayer for Jean and Riel is my sons from another mother is that you continue to strive, that you continue to use every experience as an opportunity to grow. And as you grow, you glow. And as you glow, your light shines among other men. So continue to be the light shining among other men. And I appreciate you both being in my life personally and giving me the time to be on this platform. Brunch with Miss B is dedicated to issues with men. Thomasine, I really appreciate you joining me and the uh, comment which says, PTSD describes the lives of black men who have never even been in combat. Their lives are combat. Their lives are combat. Their lives are combat. I'm thinking about that young man that was completely. Let me move on. She's just, thank you for allowing us to see and hear vulnerability, vulnerable men, so we can perhaps give ear to our sons who are living black male life. Bless you for encouraging their friends. Thank you, Thomasine Bowling. That's what it's all about. That's what this moment was about. This is why I had to be here. Absolutely. That comment right there. That's why I had to be here. Absolutely. And you know, I don't even know she she watched me. You know, you just never know who's watching, right? But um, again, we're live on Roku TV, Fire, uh, Amazon. You can find us on the Flow Network. Um, I just really appreciate all of the support, but I'll give you all a copy of the video if you want it. But thank you all so much. This is Ms. B, positively Ms. B. Um, I come on every Sunday at 1 p.m. East Coast time. And Gene Mason joins me with his musical talents and his commentary, if he has any, based on this subject. But so far, um, I would like to show you that he has, uh, I'm going to let him do an exit. But for right now, he has a CD out, um, Still I Rise. Oops, sorry, Still I Rise. He has a lot of music out, but the one that I want to talk about is the book. And before I leave, um, I'm sorry, got to reach for it. Um, before I leave, let me just read this to you. It says, you ready? This is a book about a few of my personal and observed traumatic experiences. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> Statistics and my personal option, my moments of failures, triumphs, and defeats that God has brought me through. I have been married four times. I hope this book gives you hope to get up and try again. It may or may not get easier, but it can get better. The meaning of the book is to, to one to be transparent. I'm sorry, I'm getting more. Gene has been through a lot and um, yeah, you know what, just look him up. Gene, mm -hmm. I'm gonna let you do the exit um, and thank you and then you can play us out. Okay, real true, thank you so much. All right, Gene, do the exit and um, I'm out. The Lord richly bless you. This episode, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Uh, our listening audience, I say 